What's up, everyone, and welcome back to New Release Reactions here on Cinematic Views. I'm your host, Chris, and this is a show about all things movie and TV. Every week, I break down and review the newest releases like Transformers, Rise of the Beast, beloved franchises, and even upcoming projects. You can support the show by hitting that follow button on your favorite podcast network, as well as following the show on all social media platforms. All of those handles can be found on either the Cinematic Reviews Facebook page or the show's website at podspage.com backslash cinematic reviews. It helps out a lot, and I really do appreciate all the love and support out there from everyone. Let's head over to the new release report before diving into today's new release reaction. Welcome back to the new release report here on Cinematic Reviews. On Netflix, we have Extraction 2, starring Chris Hemsworth, arriving later this week on June 16th. We also have Black Mirror returning for Season 6, which will drop on June 15th. Right now, we have Arnold, which is the mini-series on the life and career of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then also, we have the ninth and final season of The Flash, streaming right now on Netflix, so check out those today. On Apple TV+, Plus, The Crowded Room, starring Tom Holland, is out now. New episodes of that will drop every Friday, as well as Platonic, starring Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. New episodes of that series will be dropping every Wednesday. On Disney+, Plus right now, we have Flamin' Hot streaming now, and then we'll have Marvel's Secret Invasion premiering on June 21st. Uh, also streaming on the platform is Avatar The Way of Water. This is the highly anticipated sequel to James Cameron's Avatar. That is out now, so check that out today. Over on Prime Video, we have the final season of Jack Ryan premiering on June 30th. And then on VOD, uh, new to VOD, we have Fast 10, uh, as well as the Super Mario Brothers movie, Evil Dead Rise, John Wick Chapter 4, and Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And then in theaters, Transformers Rise of the Beasts is out now. And I'll be talking about that in just a quick moment. Uh, also out in theaters, we have The Boogeyman, guitar starring Gerard Butler. And then About My Father, uh, the newest uh, comedy starring Robert De Niro. Looking ahead, uh, later this week, we have both The Flash and Pixar Ele Pixar's Elemental arriving in theaters on June 16th. And then next weekend, we have a double feature no Hard Feelings, starring Jennifer Lawrence, and Wes Anderson's Asteroid City will arrive on June 23rd. And then the following week after that is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny coming to theaters on June 30th, as well as Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Well, that is this week's new release report. Tune in next week for some more new release updates. Let them come. Transformers Rise of the Beast is next. Fear, Prime. There is a darkness coming. It was all a dream. 
all the threats from both your past and future. You've never faced anything like this. Let them come. And if you don't know, now you know. Transformers Rise of the Beast was released this past weekend on June 9th. The film stars Anthony Ramos as Noah Diaz, Dominic Fishback as Elena Wallace, Pete Davidson as the voice of Mirage, and Peter Cullen returning as the voice of Optimus Prime. The film was directed by Stephen Cappell Jr., who is best known for directing Creed II. The film opened to a solid $60 million and is eyeing a worldwide weekend haul of $150 million. According to Capel, the Porsche 964, a.k.a. Mirage in the film, was a tribute to Michael Bay's Bad Boys, which sees Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett riding around in a Porsche 964 throughout the film. Optimus Prime's face is visually designed after his voice actor, Peter Cullen. The film is based on the 1996 TV series Beast Wars. Travis Knight, who directed Bumblebee, was in talks to direct this film. Pete Davidson based his Mirage performance on his two favorite comic actors, Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. Bumblebee was released in 2018, one week after Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And then Rise of the Beast was released this year, one week after Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And then lastly, this is to be the first chapter of a new trilogy. So I've been really excited about Rise of the Beasts. If you've been listening to the Transformers season uh, on the show, you know that I'm a huge fan of this very flawed franchise. I still kept my expectations pretty low uh, because the last two Bay-directed Transformers films were very, very bad. Uh, Bumblebee, however, is by far the best installment of the franchise. Uh, that was the last time that we really visited this franchise. Uh, Rise of the Beast is supposedly a sequel to that Bumblebee movie, uh, which took place in 1987, where we see uh, Haley Steinfeld's Charlie uh, discovering Bumblebee for the first time. And then Rise of the Beast takes place a few years later in 1994. Uh, it sees a former military man, Noah Diaz, discovering the Autobots through Mirage, who is voiced by Pete Davidson. Now, Pete Davidson is an actor that I'm not very fond of I, I think he was great on snl uh but that was about it i prefer him in really really small doses uh he's actually in this film a lot more than i thought he would be uh typically these transformers films have bumblebee as the sidekick to the main human character uh mirage takes that spot in this installment and i actually didn't mind it uh i really enjoyed Pete davidson uh weirdly enough in this film most of his jokes hit for me which is rare uh, I was very, very surprised by how much I, I liked him in this film. I think this is actually one of his best performances uh, so far in his career. So he teams up with Noah uh, after Noah tries to steal him through this heist with one of his pals. Um, Noah is forced to turn to a life of crime after being turned down for a security gig. 
Uh, I really liked the the, uh, the chase sequence uh, involving the cops, the uh, the car choreography with some transforming sequences that fans of the franchise love uh, was really, really well done. Uh, that was a very, very entertaining sequence. Uh, Mirage ends up recruiting Noah in a mission to find the time warp key, which is uh, this installment's MacGuffin. Uh, it is a device used for interspace travel. Uh, Unicron needs it in order to devour worlds. Uh, he dispatches his henchman Scourge to find the key before the Autobots do. Uh, Scourge is voiced by the very talented Peter Dinklage. Uh, he is a part of the Terracron or Terracons, a uh, faction of the Transformers. Uh, I thought that was another really, really interesting decision. Uh, the Decepticons aren't in this installment at all. Um, instead, we get the Terracons led by Scourge on the orders of Unicron. I believe the only kind of like Decepticon reference we got was uh, if we saw on Scourge's, uh, it was I think it was his left shoulder. He has these little trophies of the Transformers that he just killed. And down below, you can see a Decepticon uh, logo there. So kind of hinting at the fact that he has killed at least one Decepticon in his career as Unicron's henchman. So I thought that was a really nice nod. Uh, but I really like the decision of uh, kind of changing things up a bit and, and exploring different factions of the Transformers lore. Uh, Scourge uh, was a very badass villain. He was brutal as hell throughout this film. I really, really like uh, what they did with him. Uh, when he killed Bumblebee early on in the film, I was honestly kind of pissed in the theater. Uh, they did my boy B very, very dirty in that scene. Uh, he ends up coming back, of course, during the final battle. But in, in the moment, I was like, what the hell? That was That's crazy that they just go ahead and just kill off Bumblebee pretty early on in the film. So the key, uh, Noah has to steal it from a museum, which is where we meet Dominic Fishback's character. She plays Elena in the film. She is attempting to unlock the secrets of this uh, mystery artifact or key uh, when Noah shows up at the museum to steal it. Um, I like their chemistry a lot throughout this film. I thought it was a great choice of not making them, you know, the typical love interests. Uh, most films would have had them end up together at the end of the film, but the writers of this film stayed away from that trend, which I respect. Uh, that was one of the many reasons why Bumblebee was really, really perfect. Uh, they kind of stayed away from uh, Haley Steinfeld's character and the uh, the boy that she was kind of hanging out with throughout that film. They kept them friends instead of doing the typical, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend at the end of the film. Now, the action sequences in this installment are probably the best or maybe one of the best of the franchise i mean the opening scene uh on the maximals homeworld was freaking awesome during that entire scene i was like man this is such an awesome way to open up a transformers film uh for those that are not familiar maximals are another faction of the transformers uh that are more animal-like in their design instead of you know the vehicles that we see decepticons and uh autobots be they're really freaking cool. Uh, we're introduced to Optimus Primal, who is voiced by Ron Perlman. I think he did an awesome job there. We have uh, Air Razor, who is voiced by Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh. Uh, she was fantastic as well. And we also get introduced to Rhinox and Cheetor. Uh, they've been on Earth for, I guess, at least a thousand plus years uh, after Scourge attacked their home world in the film's opening sequence. Uh, there's some other great action sequences like the museum attack and some short battles throughout Peru. Uh, 
I really like that decision too to kind of keep uh, the globe trotting to a minimum. Uh, we really spend a lot of time in New York, and then the last half of the film in Peru. That's that's it. Those are the only two locations, uh, and I thought that was a great decision as well. Instead of getting you know like four or five different places that we're bouncing around of. The best action sequence, though, uh, was the final battle. Uh, we get the return of Bumblebee, like I said, which is my favorite sequence of the film. <laughs> when the doors open up to the plane and we see B standing there ready to jump down into the battle with LL Cool J's mama's head knock, knock you out playing. I was like, let's let's freaking go. This is this is awesome. B was a total badass in that moment where he's dropping down and just annihilating these Terracons in midair. So, so cool. We also get a complete Iron Man ripoff in this final battle, which is very, very surprising. Uh, so Mirage sacrifices himself to save Noah from Scourge. Uh, then we get this sequence where Mirage's parts uh, essentially wrap around Noah exactly like Iron Man. I mean, it was almost shot for shot, the exact same sequence that we saw in the first Iron Man film where Robert Downey puts on the Iron Man suit for the first time. It was still really cool, though. Uh, because we haven't had this in a Transformers film, at least to my knowledge. Uh, so that was kind of cool to kind of change things up a bit, uh, kind of mix in some human with Transformer parts. Uh, that was just kind of, it was visually cool too, even though, like I said, we saw it in Iron Man. Uh, but him, but Noah uh, riding on the back of B was really cool as well. You know, he's got the, uh, the Mirage, Mirage suit on and he's shooting with his cannon as uh, B is kind of driving through this rough terrain and, and dodging these Terracons. It was really, really awesome sequences. Uh, another awesome sequence was uh, Optimus just annihilating Scourge at the end. I mean, he rips him to complete shreds. It, it was really, really awesome to see in theaters. Uh, the more I talk about this film, the more I like it. I, I'm just really excited to see it again once it becomes available to own at home. Uh, just just a fantastic movie. So yeah, I definitely recommend this film, especially to Transformers fans. Um, there is a lot of great stuff in it. It's definitely one of the best installments of this very, very, very flawed franchise. Uh, the humans didn't annoy me at all, which is a shocker. Uh, usually that's a huge problem with this franchise. I think Anthony Ramos was great in this. I really like his relationship with his brother, Chris, who uh, is going through some medical issues in this film. And a lot of what he does is to give his brother a better life, which is which is really relatable because I am a the oldest brother of four. So I really connected with that part of the film. And I also like Noah's chemistry with Elena. I mean, I hope they reunite in the next installment. I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually become romantically involved, but I would be completely fine if they just stayed friends throughout this trilogy. Uh, but we will just have to wait and see what the sequel uh, holds. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the very, very last shot of the film because it's pretty nuts. Uh, there will be a massive crossover in the future, and I will leave it at that. Uh, people have always joked about it happening, and now it's actually happening. I'm very, very excited about the future of the Transformers franchise after seeing this installment. Uh, the franchise is in very, very, very good hands. Bravo to Capel for giving fans a great, great installment to the uh, Transformers franchise. I hope he returns for the sequel. Uh, I really I really like it when trilogies have the same directors, you know, Spider-Man and uh, I'm trying to think. I think Spider-Man is the biggest one, but uh, I mean, we had the John Wick franchise who uh, pretty much had the same director as well. So 
I hope I hope to see Capel uh, helming the director's chair uh, again. This is a solid four star film for me. Uh, it's not quite on the same level as Bumblebee, but it's very, very, very close. Um, to watch th- those two back to back is is going to be really, really, really awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so let's take a quick break before I rank Rise of the Beasts against the rest of the Transformers franchise. <laughs> On the next new release reaction episode, it's The Flash. Join me as I travel through the multiverse in the next chapter of the DC Universe. The Flash arrives in theaters on June 16th, so check out the film this weekend, and then head over to Cinematic Reviews the following Monday for the reaction episode. Alright, so let me pull up the Transformers rankings here. Uh, For those that have been listening to the Transformers season on the show. You're pretty familiar with this list. But for those that have not been listening to it, I will run through this real quick. So at number one, we have Bumblebee. Two, Transformers. Three, Transformers Dark of the Moon. Four, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Five, Transformers Age of Extinction. And then at six, Transformers The Last Night. Now to rank Rise of the Beasts. It is a for sure better than the last two Michael Bay's so that at least puts it at number five it's I think it's better than Revenge of the Fallen so that's going to move that up to Dark of the Moon I'm going to go with yes uh, so that'll at least put it at number three now this is where it gets tough so we have the first Transformers and then we have Bumblebee it's not quite on the same level as Bumblebee like I mentioned before so is it two or three this is tough because the first Transformers film is very, very iconic. Uh, when that came out in 2007, that just blew everyone's minds away. And when I rewatched it for the podcast, it still holds up pretty, pretty uh, well, uh, considering uh, it's been almost 20 years since it came out. Um, man, this is, oh, and I really, really like Rise of the Beasts. Oh, this is tough. I think I'm going to pull the trigger on it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put it at number two. Uh, it's just, and I know I'm coming. And the problem is, is I'm coming off of the high of the movie. You know, I just saw it yesterday as I'm recording this, uh, but I'm just, I'm going to commit to it. I'm going to, I'm going to put it at number two. Uh, this, this, I just really, really had a great experience uh, in this, in the theater watching this. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to put rise of the beast at number two. Uh, like I said, it is a four-star film, which uh, all, which is also what I ranked uh, Transformers. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm Rise of the Beast is going as the new number two. Uh, so the list as it stands now is Bumblebee at number one, followed by Rise of the Beast at two, uh, three Transformers, four Dark of the Moon, five Revenge of the Fallen, six Age of Extinction, and at the very very bottom. Number seven is The Last Night. Um, so check out this list on uh, IMDb and Letterboxd. IMDb is the main one that I use for the podcast, uh, but I know there is a growing fan base for Letterboxd, so I will update that as well. Um, and then we will revisit this rankings list uh, later on this week when I do the Age of Extinction breakdown and review. Uh, so check out that episode when it drops. 
probably Friday or Saturday. Uh, we will see when I have a chance to get some recording in this week. Uh, but definitely uh, uh, check this out uh, and support the film. You know, Transformers Rise of the Beast is a mind-blowing uh, success. I was not expecting to like it as much, uh, considering the track record that we have had with this franchise and Michael Bay. Uh, but is but is a fantastic film. Uh, definitely one that you should see in theaters at least once uh, before owning it and then watching it as many times as you want. But uh, yeah, go out and support this film today uh, because it, it, it's a truly, truly awesome installment in, in this franchise. Well, that'll do it for this week's Transformers Field Reaction episode. Tune in next week for The Flash, which arrives in theaters on June 16th. Also, check out the Transformers season going on right now. Next, I'll be breaking down Age of Extinction, the fourth film in the beloved franchise. Later, everyone.